Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Well, you got to want it. You got to really want it. You know, like, like I remember the, uh, my first seminar, way before my $50 million seminar, I, uh, you know, I, I already had the Rolls Royce. I had the Maserati. I lived in the equivalent of about a million dollar house and the market crashed and I, and I lost my butt. And I went from that to having to paint a house to have enough money to eat, okay? And again, I got nothing against painters, but I went from Rolls Royce, million dollar house, uh, Pantera and the Maserati actually, Corvette to painting a house. Oh, and my mom, in that period, this is the most embarrassing thing. She was worried about me. She brought me a bag of groceries. So I went from Rolls Royce to mom bringing me a friggin' bag of groceries. Okay? Thanks all for tuning into Dreamcatchers, where we make things happen. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life's work to the next level but need support to evolve. We are a collective group of professionals with various backgrounds that use our talents to assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. This podcast is where we share the lessons we've learned along the way to catching our dreams and give you some context around the how and the why to each approach to put you further ahead on the journey to catching your dreams. Are you ready? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dream Catchers Podcast. I'm your host, Jerome, and I've got the distinct pleasure of having Rod Khalif on the show with me today. Um, for those of you who've been hiding under the rock, Rod's been rocking it in real estate for, I think, four decades now. Oh, come um, on. Stop it. Stop on. it. Not that long. Come on. Don't make me hold. Actually, you know what? It is four decades. <laughs> <laughs> I do a God. little research before folks come I, on the show, Rod. I, I, I've, you've had a tremendous uh, story. I, I've had the privilege of hearing you tell it a couple of different times. I know you. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's a painful story, but it's uh, you know, it it, it's the truth. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm about to turn sixty in a month and a half. God, it has been four decades. Well, listen, uh, would you? How about I talk a little bit about what I've been through in my story? You want to start there? I love hearing the story, man. Tell me the story, Ron. <sighs> well, let's go back. I immigrated to this country when I was six years old with my brother, Albert, my mother's Vancha, we came over on a boat from Holland. And I've got one memory of that experience. And that's my mom crying when she saw the Statue of Liberty, a true story. And, and um, we ended up in Denver, Colorado, where we lived for the next 30 years. And we didn't have much. Uh, in fact, you know, I remember we had to go to the day old bread store, we bought expired food, we drank powdered milk, you know, I wore clothes in the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school because that's all we could afford. Now, 
you know, I'm sure people listening to your show, Jerome, had it harder than I did, but, but I knew I wanted more than that. And my mom, thank God, had an incredible work ethic. She babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And with her babysitting money, she bought the house across the street from us. She was an entrepreneur at heart. I'm sure that's where I get it from. And she bought the house across the street from us when I was about 14 for around 30000 When I was 17, she told me it had gone up $20,000 in her sleep, that all she had to do was own the house and it had gone up in value. And I'm like, what? I'm getting into real estate. You know, I'm going to be rich in real estate. I'm super excited. I'm, you know, screw college. I'm not going to college. I'm, I'm going to go make my bones in real estate. So I went and got my real estate broker's license when I turned 18. And, and I could, you could do that back then. Um, you could actually become a broker instead of just an agent uh, with education. Uh, they got smart now. They, they require some experience. But uh, at that point, so I turned, right when I turned 18, I was a broker. And I was going to be rich. Well, my first year, I maybe made eight to $10,000. My second year, maybe 10 to 12, maybe. And, but my third year, I, I know I made over $100,000. So what happened between year two and year three? And I know your show's about success habits, acting as if, you know, um, having a dream and taking action on it. Well, what happened for me was I discovered someone that taught me about mindset. And that 80 to 90% of your success in anything is your mindset. Only 10 to 20% is the real estate stuff that we talk about on our shows. Uh, you know, but, but, the, but the bottom line is, is your success in life depends upon what's between your ears and your ability to push through fear and take action and get uncomfortable, you know, if necessary. And so I met this guy, he taught me about mindset and fast forward to today, you know, I've owned 2000 houses that I've owned, you know, that I've rented long-term. Um, I've owned multiple apartment complexes in three states. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And, but there's a punchline. And that is, you know, when you make that kind of money, you know, and you want to do the math on it, it's like $8,300 an hour, which of course I did. And I got a big head. I thought I was a freaking real estate God. Well, whenever that happens, you know, God of the universe or whatever you believe will give you a freaking smackdown. Well, that was 2008 for me. I lost that 17 million, a whole lot more. I lost $50 million. And 50 million? 50 million, real money, real money, conservatively. And um, you know, and I thought I was set for life, Jerome. I truly thought that, that, you know, 80 million baby boomers, my properties were in Florida and I thought 80 million baby boomers getting old and getting cold. Florida was recession proof. Well, right. eh, uh, you know, Florida was ground freaking zero for the, for the contraction in 2008. And so, you know, you know, what I like to talk about, if you'll humor me is the mindset it took to have 50 million to lose in the first place, but then the mindset it took to recover from losing it. Cause I thought I was set for life and, 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 and I truly lost everything, you know, but the, and, and the mindset it took to come back from that to the success that I enjoy today. Do you want to chat about that a little bit? I love to. Love okay. To. All right. Well, what I, you know, people ask me, how was I able to do that? And, and, and the answer is I knew what I wanted and why I wanted it with great clarity. And so what I do at my live events, um, I've got an event coming up in LA in January, three day events that I have. Um, I just had one in Baltimore, had, had 500 people there, Denver 600 before then. Um, but at my live events, the, one of the first things I do is take 
my, my participants through a goal setting workshop and not your typical. So what I'll do is, is I'll do a real high level kind of overview of that for your listeners. And guys, if you're listening, get a pen and paper. You're going to want to take some notes. I think you really appreciate this process. It's incredibly freaking powerful. So what you do is you pick an hour when you have a lot of energy, okay? You don't do it right after a meal. You don't, you know, you make sure you're well hydrated. You're drinking lots of water. And, um, and you sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life. You know, you write down all the stuff, you know, that everybody wants stuff. They want the cars, you know, uh, I, I just bought my, my wife a new car. They, they want the, the houses, you know, they want the jet skis, the boats, the planes, the motorcycles, all the stuff. So write down all the stuff. Also write down all the, all the, you know, how much money you want a month from your real estate investments, how much money you want in the bank from your real estate investments, you know, um, write down, uh, you know, and take the lid off your brain. You know, Jerome, so many people limit themselves and, and you're only limited by your own thoughts. So, so if there's something big that you want it, write it down. I don't care if it's a private jet or a yacht or a private island, whatever it is, write it down. Because that, what that does is it triggers something called your reticular activating system. And that is your brain's filter, that it determines what's most important to you subconsciously. And so, for example, right now, you're not thinking about what your feet feel like. But now that I mentioned it, you're thinking about what your feet feel like. But the best example of your reticular activating system is when you first buy a car. You never really notice them, but then you buy the car, you see them everywhere. Okay? Were they there before? Absolutely. Of course they were. Yeah. And so, so you know, that's your reticular activating system. And just writing your goals down starts that process. You know, what's sad is more people, most people spend more time planning a Christmas or birthday party than they do designing their freaking lives. So that's right. what you're doing here, guys, is designing your life. So write down everything you could possibly want, but then also take it a few steps further. When you, and, and by the way, don't stop to analyze things you're writing down. Just keep writing. Don't let the pen leave the paper. Keep your energy high and just keep writing. But when you can't think of another thing, write down what you want to learn in your lifetime. You know, me, you know, maybe you want to learn a foreign language. You know, me, I want to learn how to fly a helicopter. I want to learn how to play the drums. What do you want to learn? Write that down. Also write down what you want to do. You know, do you want to uh, climb a mountain? You know, maybe a famous mountain. Write a book. You know, whatever it is. I, I jumped out of a perfectly good airplane a few months ago. Won't do it again, but it's off the list. So on, what do you want to do? You know, you write do that down. Again? You don't want huh? to do it again? I'm going to do it. No, I mean, hell no. No, no. Now, you know what? It scared the shit out of me. That's the bottom line. It's my biggest fear. I conquered the fear. But you know what it was? I should have worn a helmet because it, it was so loud. I didn't anticipate the loud because when, you, when you're dropping like that, the wind is so freaking fast. I, it was unsettling to me. People love it, but I, I, if I did it again, I'd wear a helmet so that my face was totally protected. I won't do it again, but it, it, that's my suggestion <laughs> to you is, is borrow a helmet so that you don't have that noise so you can really enjoy the peace of it. But anyway, were you, were so you I, I, you know, somebody, what's that? Were you connected to somebody or you did it all by yourself? Yeah, no, I was connected to somebody, okay. somebody right up my rear end, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Sorry, but anyway, so what, write down what you want to do. Now also write down who you want to help. You know, who in your family do you want to do something for? You know, I, I bought my parents a house here in Florida, bought them a car, took them on cruises. Who do you want to do things for? Write that down because we'll do more for others than we'll do for ourselves. Now, once you can't think of another thing, 
Now, so far, you've just got a list of dreams there. To make them real goals, you've got to make them measurable. So put a time limit on each goal, how long it's going to take you to achieve it. Put the number of years, put a one, a three, you know, five, a 10, even a 20. Remembering that as human beings, we will overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in five or 10 years. And I'll give you an example of that. You know, when I was 18 in Denver, I knew I wanted to live on the beach. I saw pictures of beaches and palm trees and there's no freaking beach in Denver, but I knew I wanted to live on a beach. And, and so I had pictures of the palm trees in my room and, 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 and I built, and ultimately I built this magnificent home on the beach here in Sarasota. It was 10,000 square feet. It's a mansion. You know, I own the beach on one side. It's called a Gulf to Bay. And on the back side, I was on the bay. I had boat lifts on the bay. And, you know, I could lay in bed and look left and see the ocean and look right and see the bay. And um, I mean, this house is incredible, but it was unthinkable when I was 18. So if you're listening, take the lid off your brain. Don't limit yourself for God's sakes, because, uh, and, and also, you know, so put a time limit on each goal. Then the next step, and there's a couple more steps. The next step is I want you to pick your number one goal. I mean, that goal, if you get it, be like, oh my God, thank you, God. That's amazing. That goal, pick that goal, put it on another sheet of paper. Then I also want you to pick your top three one-year goals. Put those on another sheet of paper. So you've got four goals on a separate sheet of paper. Leave a little room in between them. Now, most people stop here. In fact, most people don't even get this far. Okay. Uh, again, like I said, most people spend more time thinking about Christmas than they do their lives. But the next step is one of the most important. You need to write down a paragraph for each one of those goals, why it's an absolute freaking must for you to achieve it. Not a should, a must. Okay. Now, and use emotionally charged words, words like amazing and incredible and massive and, you know, and say things like, so I can show my family what success looks like. So I show my wife or husband what success looks like. So I can show my kids what success looks like so that we can live the life of our dreams. So we can do whatever we want, whenever we want, go wherever we want, you know, whatever it is for you, write it down. And, and, and again, use emotionally charged words. Words are very, very powerful. And once you've got a positive reason why each one of those, and by the way, the why is what's going to drive you. The why is what got me back out from under a rock when I lost $50 million to go kick ass and make it happen again. And so um, once you've got your positive reasons why, I want you to put some pain in there if you don't achieve the goal. Put things like, so I don't feel like a failure. So I don't live a life of regret. So I don't fail my children. So I don't fail my spouse. Make it freaking painful. Because as human beings, we will do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. So you want to use that. It's fuel. You want to use that to, you know, to fuel um, uh, your, your dreams, to make it happen, to, get, to cause you to get up early and stay up late and work on a Saturday, even a Sunday, to, to, you know, to grind now so you can play later. This is the fuel. So use it. You know, there was, a, there was a nurse in Australia named Bronnie Ware. She was a hospice nurse, and she, she, she counseled hospice patients at the end of their lives. And she asked them what their biggest regrets were in life. And she wrote a book about it called The Five Regrets of Dying. You know what the number one regret was, Jerome? It was not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I knew I was capable of. F that. We want no freaking regrets in life, guys, which is why I spend so much time on this in my live events, by the way. And, you know, if, if, um, if uh, 
your uh, listeners are interested, it's Rod in Los Angeles, depending on when you air this episode, but uh, that's in January. I'm assuming it'll be yeah, before then. It but it's just me for three days teaching you about this business, teaching you about mindset, teaching you to take massive freaking action so you actually do something with what you learn. Um, and I don't bring in outside speakers to sell you crap like everybody else does. Um, but, um, but anyway, so you've written your positive negative reasons why. There's one other thing you got to do, but I want to preframe it first. And that is, well, you got to get pictures of what you want. So I want to give you some examples of where I've used that in my life. Well, I'll give you a better example. Um, Jim Carrey, when he was flat broke, the actor was flat broke. He wrote himself a check for $10 million and put on it for services rendered with a little smiley face. And he used to go up to the Hollywood sign and look at it and envision having that kind of money. And that's how much money he made for Dumb and Dumber. So guys, this stuff works. Get pictures of your goals, okay? Um, I'll give you some personal examples as well. So get pictures. I'll give you some personal examples. So I, um, when I was 18, I got my real estate license. You know, I was going to sell real estate and be a realtor. Um, uh, I got a four-door car. Ugliest freaking thing you've ever seen. It was a gray Ford Granada. Bench seats in the front. Just a piece of you know what. But, you know, I had to have a four-door car. But I worked with a guy that had a Corvette. And he... Um, let me drive it, which is a big piece. Uh, he had two Corvettes. He had a Lincoln Continental, lived in, he had a three-car garage. I didn't even, I'd never seen any of this stuff before. And that's a, important too. You want to be around these things that you want because the more you experience them, the more likely they're going to happen in your life. But then um, I, I, I test drove that car. I actually got, this was before the internet. I got a picture out of a magazine of a Corvette and I taped it to the visor of that four-door Granada, that bone ugly Granada. Within a year, I had a Corvette. I'll give you a couple more examples. I want to pre-frame these examples by saying that they're great for illustrative purposes, but these things don't even interest me anymore. So it's not me bragging. It's just, you know, I hope, hoping to inspire some of your listeners, buddy. So um, this was back when I had this Corvette, it was back when the TV show Magnum P.I. was out before you were born. <laughs> Come on, Anyways. man. Don't do me that way. <laughs> well, it was a long time ago. Again, 40 years in this business. <laughs> uh, you had to remind me of that. Yeah. Yep, bastard. But anyway, <laughs> so, so, Tom, so Tom Selleck was the actor, and he drove this Ferrari 308, and it was the – I thought that was the freaking coolest thing I'd ever seen. And so I got a picture of that actual car, put it on the visor of my Corvette. Within a year or two, I had a Maserati look just like it. Last red, example, right? That car huh? was red, red, right? Yeah, red Maserati. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. sure did. How'd you know? Come on, man. Okay, wow. Impressed. Oh. Yeah, it was red Maserati. Anyway, so, so, uh, and it looked just like a Ferrari 308 from the front end. It had struts on the back, which I thought were cooler than the Ferrari, but yeah, awesome car. But last car example, I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini, okay? Back then, it was the Countach, which is what Mike Tyson bought. I forgot his wife's name. They were married for like a week. They had matching Countaches, white ones, gorgeous. <laughs> so I had, I had the posters in my room with the Countaches, you know, uh, with the bikini girls and the soap and, the, uh, you know, all of that. Yeah, I had yeah. all of that in my room. And, and uh, what's crazy is my son, when he was nine years old, collected uh, – model cars. Uh, he had models of all sorts of exotics, just beautiful exotics, Ferrari, Lamborghini, um, and, uh, you know, Porsche and Austin Martin and, and you name it, all of them. And, and he had a model of the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I ended up getting, which is crazy. But the point is pictures work. And I'll show you something here. I, I don't know. Do you put these on YouTube? Yep. We do. Okay. Well, so, so 
in, I, I use a paper planner. This is my paper planner. This is today, okay? Uh, I, I'm a little bit of a dinosaur. But in the back of this thing, I've got pictures that have been in here for 20 years. Yes, not 40, 20, 20 years. First pictures are my gratitude pictures of my kids when they were very young because everything starts from a place of gratitude. It's really important to remember that. So you want to incorporate gratitude in every aspect of your life. But then there's the pictures of the things that I wanted. What's crazy, like this picture of these houses, this is what my house on the beach, the, the, the view looked like, just like that. I had 10 foot high glass, just like that, butt together. And then what's crazier is this picture on the bottom looks just like the compound that I have now. I live in a compound now. It's six buildings. You can see a picture of my backyard behind me here. You can't see the, all the buildings, but I got six buildings. You have a giant main house, a beautiful guest house on the water. I've got a media building, exercise room, you know, theater room, you know, five cars worth of garages. Um, I mean, it's just gorgeous. It's like a park. And because God's got, you know, I lost that house that I built on the beach that I was talking about. But because but, God's got a sense of humor, I can see it out my backyard to the left here. You can't see it in this, in, behind me, but it's there. So oh, I get to see that. But, but anyway, then these pictures work, guys, like, like um, you know, stupid, like watches. I've got a few hundred thousand dollars worth of watches. The Lamborghini before I ever got it. The Rolls Royce before I ever got it. All this stuff that I've gotten because I had pictures. So don't underestimate the power of having the pictures around you. So anyway, that's my, uh, that's my two cents on, on, on what it took to recover, well, what it took to get there in the first place to have 50 million to lose, but what it took to recover, you know, to back to what I'm blessed to have today. Hey guys, back in 2016, me and the team decided to formalize Dreamcatchers as an organization that could help people achieve their wildest dreams. If this is you, Please visit our website at dreamshouldbereal.com in order to find out the details of our services and how we can help you become a dream catcher. Talk to you soon. So, uh, and I, by the way, I talk about this a lot on my podcast. So if, if you, um, you know, if you like podcasts, uh, of course, you want to listen to Jerome's, but I hope you'll check mine out. We're about to hit 7 million downloads, so it's pretty well received. And, um, you know, and I do a clip every week about mindset and psychology and, um, and, and it's not even real estate specific. So if you're listening and real estate's not what you're going to do, you still enjoy the mindset piece. It's called lifetime cash flow. Yeah. But, uh, I just listened to that before the mindset one, before we jumped on. Um, really? Which one? Do you recall? Uh, it's from this week. It's the one you just dropped like a day ago or two days ago. Uh, oh, it was, um, uh, it was about success, uh, like principles around success, if I recall. Last week was emotional intelligence. Yeah. So like five to eight minutes long. They're really easy to digest and they're very motivational. I want to keep people pumped up. You enjoyed it? Yeah. It was the power of modeling success. and Modeling success. I knew it was around success. Yeah. I'm huge yeah, on so modeling. I, I really enjoy that, that part of what I do. Absolutely. Absolutely love what I do. Um, but um, yeah, so... Um, so that's, that's, that's the mindset piece. Um, so you know, but me, yeah, go ahead. How did, yeah. how did you get, how did you get to this place where, you know, you've got the processes, you've got the continuous reminders. Did, did you just learn that by being around certain people or did you, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? The continual reminders, like having the pictures, the pictures around me and stuff yeah, like that. Pictures and writing the goals. Yeah, you know, I spent 20 years following Tony Robbins around the planet. I can tell you a story about that. In fact, I should for a second because it relates to goals. So, you know, when I built that house on the beach, the one I lost, I mean, I spent 20 years thinking about that, getting, you know, putting that together, making it happen. 
I mean, this house was incredible, Jerome. I mean, you know, I had a wa giant waterfall out of the second floor into the pool. You had to walk through the waterfall to get the pool. The pool was in magazines. I had tens of thousands of dollars with the trees that bent out over the pool. Another waterfall from the spa in the pool. Um, you know, the giant spiral staircase, hand-carved metal all the way up the house and then through the middle of the house. On the, I'm just, this, I can stop here. In the middle of the house, I had an aquarium that curved halfway around it. I mean, they had to special mold this, these, these uh, pieces of acrylic to put the aquarium in. It was 20 feet long, 10 feet high. The aquarium was 200 grand, approximately 200 grand. That'll give you an idea of the house. So anyway, magnificent house. Two months after I built it, my family's inside sleeping. It's nighttime. I'm in the pool, warm water floating around. It's got fiber optic lighting. It's changing colors. And I'm floating two months, just two months after I built it. And I got depressed. And I mean, I got really bummed. And I'm like, what the F is going on here? How could I possibly be bummed out? I've just achieved success times a thousand by society standards. And I'm, I mean, I was really bummed. And what I, rec what I realized when I look back on it Jerome, is there were two things happening. And one, that one thing relates to goals. You should never achieve a big goal without having other goals lined up behind it. It's like the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. You need a vision for the future. And I didn't have a vision for the future. I had no idea what I was going to do next. So that was one. But the second thing, even more important, was I was totally focused on me up to that point. It was rod, rod, rod. And it was really show the world I'm good enough. You know, I got picked on in school and, and, I, and I felt like I, I had to prove something, which is ridiculous, but, but that's truly what I thought. So I had to prove something. And I used to ask myself the question, how can I show them I'm good enough? And so I built this giant house and this big success story to really just to prove to the world I, I mattered. And, and I'd been totally focused on me. So that year when I was bummed, I decided to go see Tony Robbins and, and shout out to him. If you ever have an opportunity to see him, just do it. Trust me, you'll be glad you did while he's still speaking. Um, and I don't get anything for telling you that. But, but the point is, he fed families for the holidays. I mean, one of many things that he does. I mean, he's just an incredible guy all around. But, but the point, he, he, he's probably fed millions and millions by now. I don't know what his number's up to, but it's giant. So I'm like, that's really cool. You know, do something for other people. What a freaking concept, right? You know, I, I was totally focused on me up to that point. And so I went back and I fed five families and it just changed my life. And I'm blessed to say now we've fed 70,000 children for the holidays. In fact, coming up here in about three weeks, we're going to do a thousand families again in conjunction with one of my mastermind meetings um, uh, here in Sarasota. We've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies to local kids. We've done tens of thousands of teddy bears to the local police departments for their officers to keep in their cars, you know, when they encounter a child that needs to be comforted. And it's been my greatest gift in life. So let me tell you guys that are listening and, and that success without that piece is not success. And I know that because uh, it, it was me. And, and I've interviewed people on my show that are mega, mega millionaires and, and even a billionaire or two. And, 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 I, and they're where I was back then. I can see it. And, and we don't want to live like that, guys. I, let's not success. Totally focused on yourself. So even if you're not successful yet, give back in some way right now because it will it speed your trajectory towards your success. You know, it's like, it's like a law of the universe. If you want anything, you give it. You want love, you give love. You want happiness, you give happiness. You know, you want money, give of yourself, give of money, give of time, and you will have more money. It comes back a hundredfold. Don't you agree, Jerome? Absolutely. I think yeah. the only success is significance, right? And so yeah. we can have prosperity, we can have everything else, but if we aren't giving to people in some way, shape, or form, 
then you're empty. And yeah, I think most people, I mean, I haven't certainly haven't had an eight figure net worth or had a $10 million house or anything, but I, I've had that same instance where I was like, I'm miserable. Like, yeah, I, I wasn't worried about money. I had, I'm a car guy too, Rod. So I had a GTR, the right. 6,000 nice. square foot house. And it's just like, this is not fulfilling anymore. Like I've got no. to figure it's not out enough. Got to figure out a way to help. I got to figure out Well, good for you, man. Well, you're doing it through your podcast as well. You know, I mean, as am I, it's just a real blessing that we're able to add value to people. And, you know, I've got, I've got hundreds of thank you cards behind me on the wall that you can't see, but they're there. And, uh, you know, that's my greatest gift in life, man. So, so Rod, I mean, tell me, what are the three biggest lessons that you've experienced over the course of your career or just life in general? Okay. But, um, so my biggest three lessons. So, so the number one is that cash flow is everything. In fact, that's the subtitle of my book. I have a book that, you know, is now bestseller on Amazon. I'm an, I used, I gave away 20,000 copies for free. In fact, uh, this is actually not, this is one of the, we're about to put the physical copy on there, but the Kindle version's on there. It's a bestseller in three categories. But the subtitle, the reason I bring this up, it's not self-serving, is the subtitle is the new rules of real estate investing, i.e. the new rules is focus on cash flow. I didn't get that memo until after 2008. You know, I was focused on the value. And, and so uh, the biggest lesson was focus on cash flow. And in this hot market, that's even doubly more important because there's irrational exuberance right now. Mistakes are happening and, and, and uh, lots of mistakes. So it's, you got to be very, very careful right now. So that's mistake number one. Mistake number two, uh, lesson. Oh gosh. Uh, that's the big one. That's the one I focus on the most as cash flow. But, uh, I guess not surrounding myself with the best people I possibly could was something early on a mistake I made. Uh, now I, I, I make it a point to, I've got the largest mastermind really in the world for multifamily investors. There's probably pushing 6 billion in assets in there. And in fact, we're meeting here at my, my compound here, my house, uh, here in two weeks. And then we're going to all get together and feed the families um, the next day. But, um, you know, just, just not recognizing that who you surround yourself with is who you become. And that's such a critical, critical thing to be aware of. So guys, if you're listening and you want more, be around people that want more. And sometimes that means, you know, you're going to lose some peers and, and because they'll hold you down on, uh, out of their fear. They just don't want to lose you, but they'll hold you back. And it's painful, especially when it's your family. If it's your family, you know, I, I would tell you, love your family, but choose your peers because who you surround with, who you surround yourself with, is who you're going to become on every aspect, your health, your happiness, and definitely your finances. So very, be very, very selective. On that uh, point, Rod, if you don't mind, no. what happened that made you realize that you weren't surrounded with the right people? Well, I was, I was in, this is the first time I've said this publicly. I was doing drugs. I was doing stupid shit. So there you go. That's heavy. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's part of the lifestyle, right? I mean, you were making more you know, money than I, you I, ever I, thought. I, yes. I, I, everybody thought I was a drug dealer because I was home all the time. I had, I had a Pantera, <laughs> a beautiful Pantera. I had the Corvettes. I had a Rolls Royce. You know, in my 20s, they were convinced I was. And I wasn't a, I wasn't a dealer, but I, I, I did partake. And uh, and because I was around the wrong people, because I was around the people didn't have to work. They were out there, you know, selling drugs and shit. So, you know, there you go. But, uh, but anyway, I, it's part of, it's part of my, it's not something I'm embarrassed of. It's not something I've, I've ever really talked about before. It's but, part of the story. I mean, yeah. the fact of the matter is, if you didn't have that experience, then 
there isn't hope for the people who are in that place and looking for a way out, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you get to inspire people that there is something outside of that or after that, and you can choose, you get to choose, right? It's a decision. It's all a choice, and, 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 it, and it is a decision. And the Latin root of the word decision means to cut off. So if you're making a decision to change and improve your life, it's not 99%. It is 110 freaking percent. Both feet in, not one foot in, one foot out. It is freaking done. And that's how you have to treat big decisions like that. That it's done. There's no, no turning back. There's no stopping. You know, it's done. So with your mastermind, tell me about, not everybody listening may know about a mastermind and why it is, what it, why people Masterminds, do it. yeah. Let me talk about a mastermind. Uh, and Napoleon Hill talks about them in Thinking Grow Witch. And I've given away literally thousands of copies of that book. And thousands. And when one of them is the mastermind, what Napoleon Hill says is that when any two minds get together with what he calls a definiteness of purpose, meaning they have the same vision the same drive, they want the same things, they get together, they create this third, almost intangible third mind that is greater than the sum of the parts, okay? So it becomes greater than the two of them individually. And I learned this a long time ago. I've been in numerous masterminds and, uh, you know, including Tony Robbins has had one, has one, um, you know, I've been in uh, lots of them and they've made me a lot of money and, and lifelong connections. But what it is, it's the same pure, pure, pure principle you know, who you surround yourself with is who you become. So the people that are, you want to be around people that think what you think is hard is easy. So, so it's just, and, and when you get around these people, I did the first version here at my house, my compound here, I had 16 people, only about a billion in assets, but still not bad. And, and it was so freaking amazing. The distinctions that came out, all these guys were, you know, thousands of doors between them all. And the distinctions that came out, even for the ones that were really seasoned were so powerful that I'm like, you know what, I got to, I, I got to, and I didn't charge anybody for that. It was just me. I paid for it, but I'm like, you know what, I got to make this happen. So that was about 50 people in there. Unbelievable group. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's something, if you're in the multifamily space, you may want to aspire to, because, you know, there's guys in there that, that have as many as 17,000 doors, you know, 17,000, many, yes, many with 4,000 plus. Yes. Yes. So it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. And, um, you know, and, and again, there, there are guys in there that think what you think is hard is easy. So, you know, it's, 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 so get around people, you know, in your, in, in your, in your backyard, get around, go to a meetup group, get around people that are talking about this business. I have a, I have a Facebook group. You should go to that. There's 30,000 plus people in there. The, 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 uh, domain to get there is multifamilycommunity.com. Go to multifamilycommunity.com. We'll let you in. There's 30,000 people in there that want more out of life. Again, get around people that want more and, and maybe create your own accountability group or your own little mastermind where you're talking shop because great things happen when you do. Yeah. So we run a mastermind. We call it the powwow at the mountaintop. And oh, cool. we don't just do, you know, in one industry because we try to work. Well, we don't try to. We work on the whole person. So mm -hmm. run a full gamut, health, self-image, relationship, uh, relationships, Love it. Um, prosperity, significance. Um, Love it. And, it, you know, it is transformational. And I, I don't know the details of your your deal, but I mean, just hearing about the caliber of people you have there, I mean, 
anybody who's not, you know, sitting at the top of that room is going to grow because they're going to feel like they're getting a rising tide lifts all ships, man. A rising tide lifts all ships. That's the way it works. Beautiful thing. Beautiful, beautiful. So I don't know if you had another lesson, but if if you don't have one, Uh, let me think about it. Let's see. Let's see. Let me think about that for just a second. You know, I just did a clip. I'm I'm preparing for a keynote, and I had some topics in there. Hang on one second. Let me just look at this for one second because because they were from life lessons that I had, and I I um, well, you got to want it. You got to really want it, you know, like, like I remember the, uh, my first seminar way before my $50 million seminar, I, uh, you know, I, I already had the Rolls Royce. I had the Maserati. I lived in the equivalent of about a million dollar house and the market crashed and I, and I lost my butt. And I went from that to having to paint a house to have enough money to eat. Okay. And again, I got nothing against painters, but I went from Rolls Royce, million dollar house, uh, Pantera and the Maserati, actually, Corvette to painting a house. Oh, and my mom in that period, this is the most embarrassing thing. She was worried about me. She brought me a bag of groceries. So I went from Rolls Royce to mom bringing me a frigging bag of groceries, okay? And I remember painting this house and I had a meltdown. I'm like, and I started crying and I pulled myself up by my bootstraps and I said, never, ever, ever again. And, and I focused on what I wanted again and, and, and pulled out of it and kicked, kicked butt. But you really got to want what it is and in, 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 in focus on, on what it is you want with clarity. Clarity is power. Focus is power. So associate with what you want. Don't focus on what you don't want. And I, I got caught in that trap today, actually. I had some, some negative stuff come through. And, and I found myself focusing on it instead of focusing on the alternative because where focus goes, energy flows. So if you want to get out of debt, you don't focus on the debt. You focus on making money. You know, right. they asked Mother Teresa if she was anti-war. She said, no, okay. I'm pro-peace. Yeah. Which yeah. is, you know, there you go. So, so that's the last lesson. We've got this little saying where we say it's about what you're willing to sacrifice for, not what you want. Right? Absolutely. What are you going to give up? What are you going yeah. to give up? Yeah, love it. That's, that's beautiful. So uh, I can go a couple of places here, but I think I'll ask this one because it, it, I think it's going to be exciting. What dream are you most focused on catching next? Oh, buddy, I, I get so much pleasure out of I I'm not exaggerating when I tell you I get love one to three times a day now. Literally, I'll get an email, I'll get a private message, or I'll get a handwritten thank you card every single day, usually several. It's my greatest gift in life. And so, you know, my dream is to, is to, is to, is to create thousands of millionaires. And I mean that, and I've created a few already, but that's, that's my dream. It just, it's such a gift. I work 12 hour Sundays because I freaking love what I do. Now, thank God I finally brought on a whole C-level team, you know, chief revenue officer, CMO, chief marketing officer, CFO, chief financial officer, director of ops, sales manager. And I've got, I've got the team now so I can get my life back. It's still going to be a couple months of Sundays, I'm sure. But uh, anyway, just, just, I want to see people succeed. It gives me so much freaking pleasure. Like I'm sure it does for you as well. I mean, when you see the faces at your mastermind and you see transformations and, you know, I have people crying at my events. I have people, you know, tell me it was the greatest thing that's ever happened to them because I, I, you know, I tap into their emotions. I tap into gratitude. I tap into pushing through fear and, and, and not giving up and all these, all these psychological barriers 
that hold people back and, and the, and, and the things that pull them into success. And, and, and it's my greatest gift, man. Beautiful. And so what's been the difference in you getting what you want versus the times when you didn't focus, focus for sure. Focus and gratitude. Focus. Yeah. Focus. Tell me more. I mean, drill well, no, I just that. did. I just did. It's the same thing I just talked about. Where you okay. focus is, you know, if you're focused on what's going wrong, what's going to get bigger? The problem. You know, versus what you want. So the, the one last question I have is just as a wrap up is, what's the one thing you want people to take away from this conversation? That you deserve everything. You deserve and can have everything. The only thing holding you back is between your ears. That's the only thing. It's mindset. It's, it's your own limiting beliefs. So, so do everything you can. If you've got any of these limiting beliefs, recognize that they're likely from an emotional event at childhood. They have no basis in fact, except, you know, our brains put, made them think, made us think they were factual when they're not. There's a reason belief systems, the acronym is BS because 99.9% of them are. So when they pop up for you, if you're listening, Drag them into the daylight and look at them with your rational adult mind and recognize that you're a gift from God and you can accomplish anything. That's it. Beautiful. Rod, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate your time. It was was my pleasure. I'd love to get to know you better. I love the caliber of your questions, my friend. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you soon, bud. Thanks, Rod. If you want to learn more about Dreamcatchers, please visit the website at dreamsshouldbereal.com. If you can think of someone who would benefit from these types of opportunities and are willing to share what we're doing with them, we would greatly appreciate it.